We deserve a mazel tov. The whole world deserves a mazel tov. Today, the advisors of, of the FDA recommended to approve the, the vaccine. Great news. Thank God. Within these days already, in many places in the world, they're already vaccinating thousands of people. But article that I read this week in the New York Magazine says a story that the vaccine was already, was ready 11 months ago. On January 13, the vaccine was ready on January 13. Right when um, China gave out the genetic mapping of the, of the pandemic, of the virus, and they sent it out to other places in the world, the scientists in, 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 Moderna, in Moderna company put together the vaccine in one weekend. How they were able to do it so fast? Because the moment they realized it's on the same family of the SARS, and in 2003, I think it was 2003, they worked on a, on a, on a vaccine for the SARS that they basically, they never completely finished to develop it because there was no financial incentive in developing it because the world didn't need, didn't need it. But they already tried, they already did trials on animals and trials in the first stage of humans. And therefore, when they realized it's on the same family of sicknesses, of, of viruses, they literally took it off, off the shelf, made the right changes, and within one weekend, the vaccine was ready. A week before the first recorded infected patient of the coronavirus, before it was called COVID, was, a, was, a, was recorded in the United States, the vaccine was ready. And they manufactured it and they sent it to the, to the NIH for, for testing. By the time it was the in, by the NIH and they already started to test it on humans, it was the same time when the first person in America died from COVID-19. Then basically, we had the vaccine before the whole pandemic for the last 10 months. That's already 288,000 people died from the, from, from the pandemic. Maybe most of them would be able to be saved if you would have the vaccine early. More than that, usually, what they, they say they did not they did not have the test, they did needed to take the test. Stage one, stage two, stage three, they needed to do what, what it takes to make, to make sure that the vaccine is healthy, is not dangerous. But this vaccine that Moderna came up with is different than any other vaccine until today. Most of the traditional vaccines, you take a little bit of the virus, a little bit of the sickness, you inject it into the body or to create antibodies. Hopefully when the real sickness comes, the body has the strength and recognizes how to fight the, the, the pandemic, the, the virus. And this is very dangerous when you're injecting in people the virus, you have to make sure it doesn't kill them actually or doesn't uh, arm them, as it was in the polio vaccine, and one vaccine, 12 kids died, 
and around 200 kids were paralyzed. That's very serious business. But this vaccine is different. They came up with a new technology, the mRNA technology, that they do, they have a genetic way to encourage the body to fight this, sick, this virus without injecting any of the virus inside the body. Then in this vaccine that Moderna came up with, there's no virus whatsoever. The only reason that they needed to, to test is to make sure that the vaccine is effective and it's not a waste of time or it doesn't have any side effect, but they were not worried that they're going to make sick, anybody sick with this vaccine because they didn't put the virus into, into anybody. It doesn't, have any, doesn't carry the virus, the sickness. Then in this case, the question is even, is even stronger. By March, by April, they would be able to be to give out the vaccine oil. And this reporter in the New York Magazine is asking, is that kind of challenging? You understand that the bureaucracy in the system goes like this. He says in the future, we can do it much faster. But I'm not here to challenge the system. What I wonder is if such a thing happened, that we had a vaccine already six months ago, ready to go, kind of. Why it was delayed until today? What the Torah says about such things? That it must be that the Torah is an answer for such a thing that was delayed so long while it could save so many people, so many lives. There is a, a question that many people used to ask about the Hasidic movement. The Hasidic movement came about 300 years ago to bring joy to the Jewish people, to tell that every Jew is important, is equally important in the eyes of God, to increase the love between one Jew and another, the responsibility, they take responsibility, responsibility for each other, to tell that every Jew can connect to God with prayers, God listens to everyone. It's an amazing thing. There are many people who ask the question, if the Hasidic philosophy is so important, why God didn't bring it earlier? Why it wasn't revealed a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago? Why so late? That the Rebbe spoke about this question. And he said that the Medrash already deals with a similar question. There is the same question. The Torah, the Torah is the most important gift that God gave to humanity. The Ten Commandments in the Torah keeps a civil society, a just society. It gives us, it gives the Jewish people all the myths as the way to connect to God between men and men and between men and God. And the other religions are also based on the Bible. Christianity, Islam, it's all based on the Bible. Then the question is that the Medrash is asking, if the Torah was so important, why God waited so long? How long was the Torah given? How, long, how many years was between Adam and Eve and until Moses received the Torah? 2,400 years, years, a little more than 2,400 years. Took from creation, from the way that, from Adam and Eve until God actually came down at Mount Sinai and gave the Ten Commandments to the Jewish people. 
that the same question is, is asked in the Medrash. If the Torah is so important and so good, it's called the Torah of life and the Torah of kindness and so many names about the Torah and anybody connects the Torah is connecting to life. Why was why why God delayed it for so long? Why he waited so long? The matter says something very interesting. God, so to speak, says, Would I give the Torah to Adam and Eve? I gave him one mitzvah. He couldn't survive it. I'll give him 613. Basically, the answer is the, the answer is the world was not ready yet to give the Torah, to receive the Torah. It was an amazing gift, but nobody was there to take it. He needed to Adam and Eve, then you needed Noah with the flaw. Then he needed Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and the, and the, and the, and the, and the, and the Jacob family going to Egypt and be there for 210 years. And then when they came out from Egypt with Moses at Mount Sinai, then they were ready to hear the Ten Commandments. Then they were ready to hear the, all, of, all of the 610 commandments and take it further and eventually spread it to the whole world. And, the, and the, the, there is a line from the, in the book of Ecclesiastic from King Solomon, God did everything in the right time, in the right place, when the world, when the people are ready. You see, a human being is rushing to do, to accomplish. Quick, 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 because it doesn't know how long he has. God has all the time in the world. And the world will be ready, we'll give them this. Then we'll give them the next gift. People need to be ready for the gift that God gives us. If not, it's going to be wasted. This idea we see in the parsha of this week. We read the parsha, the whole parsha is about the selling of Joseph, the sad story of the selling of Joseph. Joseph was sold as a slave to Egypt. He ended up in jail. One day in jail, the butler and the baker were in jail with them. They were, Pharaoh put them in jail. And then they wake up one morning in a bad mood. Joseph is asking them, why are you in a bad mood, guys? They tell him we had a terrible dream. We don't know what the dream means. We had a dream, we don't know what the meaning of the dream is, and therefore we are confused. It doesn't tell me the dreams. Hashem will help me, Hashem will give you the answer. It, the bottler tells him his dream, and Joseph tells them the meaning of the dream is that in three days from now, Pharaoh will take you out from jail and reinstate, reinstate you to your job, and you will get the same job you become. You go back to be the bottler of the king. He was very happy to hear the good news. And then Joseph tells them, do me a favor, when you're going to see Pharaoh, tell him there is an Hebrew slave, a Hebrew lad, a boy from Israel, from the Canaan, that was kidnapped and he's, I, I'm in jail and I have no, I didn't do anything wrong. Just mention my name to Pharaoh. Such an innocent, sincere request. We read the last line of the parsha, and the bottler forgot Joseph, didn't remember Joseph and he forgot him. Such a disappointment. He told you the good news and that would actually happen in three days. He was released from jail. He was reinstated as the bottler to the king. He forgot. He didn't remember him and he forgot. The beginning of next week's parsha, Mikates, starts two years past, one morning, Pharaoh had a bad, woke up with a big dream. He couldn't understand what the dream is. He went crazy. 
He was so upset. He called all his advisors. Nobody knew the answer. He was screaming at everyone. Then the bottler remembers. Suddenly he remembers his friend from jail. And he tells Pharaoh, yeah, I had somebody in jail, a slave. His name is Joseph. And he can interpret the dreams. He can figure out what, what, maybe he can help you. Pharaoh says, bring him out, quick. The same day was brought to Pharaoh. And from there, the rest is history. He became the ruler of Egypt. But if you think about it, this forgetfulness was a blessing from God. If he would came to Pharaoh a week, a day, a week after he, be, he came out from jail, the butler, and he would tell Pharaoh, oh, by the way, I have a friend in jail who is sitting for no reason in jail. Pharaoh tell him, what are you drinking me, a cop? What do you give? Go, do your job, mind your own business. What are you telling me stories about a friend in jail? I'm not interested in this, and your friends in jail, in jail. I don't know who put him in jail. I don't know why he probably deserves it. He would not pay any attention. Two years passed. Pharaoh needed had a bad dream. And he needed this, this, this person. Now, when he told him about Joseph, Pharaoh said, bring him out, quick. If it would be too early, it would be a waste. And you wouldn't be able to, maybe to mention him again. Everything is done in the right time. When Pharaoh was ready to hear about Joseph, God made the butler remember Joseph. And, and, he, and he mentioned his name. The same idea we see about Hanukkah. Tonight we start to celebrate Hanukkah. There is a very interesting difference between Hanukkah and Purim. Hanukkah, a Purim is a holiday. The, there was, the Jews were fighting against the, 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 the Persians who wanted to kill them, Amos group, and they won the war. The next day they celebrated the holiday. The next day Purim became Purim. Hanukkah, the miracle of the oil, eight days of a miracle. The Talmud says, next year, the set of the holiday. That the Rebbe once asked, why they waited a year? In Purim, they decided the holiday right away. In Hanukkah, the rabbis waited a year. Why? And the Rebbe said an amazing explanation. Purim was, they tried to destroy, to annihilate the Jewish people. Then they, by the time the Jewish people survived, nobody needed explanation. The next day, the whole nation was celebrating the holiday, the miracle of the survival of the Jewish people. Hanukkah was a whole different story. What was the war of the, of the, the Maccabees against the Greeks? The Greeks want, didn't want to kill the Jewish people. They didn't want to annihilate the nation. They wanted to suppress the Jewish religion. It was the first time that a nation in the world says, we don't that against you, but we don't want you to observe Shabbat, to have a circumcision, the mitzvah of Brit Milah, not Phil, not Judaism, you can be Jews. You assimilate to become a part of the Greek, of the Hellenist culture, you're more than welcome. Forced them to offer pigs and, and altars, believe in their idols, but not your religion, we are against your religion. That the war between the Maccabees and the Greeks was about religious freedom. Then when the war took place, many Jews were on the other side, not fighting against the Jews, but they were Hellenists. Historians say 40% were Hellenists. Then when the miracle of the oil took place and the miracle of the war, 
Many Jews were not so sure it's such a miracle. They were not so excited about it. Took a year until the majority of the Jewish people came on board. And only then the rabbis instituted the holiday of Hanukkah. It was, an, it was only then was the time for the people to be ready to understand and appreciate the miracle of the oil and the miracle of Hanukkah with the, the, the victory of the Maccabees over the Greeks. The same thing is about the pandemic, about the vaccine. If the vaccine would be available in February, would anybody take it? Take it? Today, 40% say they won't, don't want to take it, they're afraid to take it or, or against it. In February, when nobody knew what, what COVID-19 is, nobody knew any person who, who had it, nobody, we would laugh at you. Who needs it? Nobody would take it. 90% wouldn't take it. Now is the time. God makes everything in the right time. Now when the world knows how serious the sickness is and how people are afraid of it and sitting at home and we are locked up for so long, now the world is ready to take it and, to, and, and then it's going to be effective. And this is true about our own lives. You know, many times you meet a couple that they knew each other in high school, but they never, but they, they, but they never dated. And only 10 years later, they got married, they dated and got married. And they say to them, they laugh, they say, why we didn't do it 10 years ago? We, would, we wasted 10 years instead of establishing a family. 10 years ago, she would offer her, him or him here, Say, no, I don't want even to hear about this guy. It's good for nothing. Then he's later, after she dated a few goods of good for nothings, he's not so good for nothing. He's already wrote a little more. He's not so bad already. And by then you're, you're ready to, to marry him, or he's ready to marry him. And everything in life has the right time in its place. There is one thing that's overdue, the Rabbi said the coming of Moshiach. We are waiting for Moshiach for a long time, too long. It's long overdue. And God willing that tonight, Moshiach can come right now, Moshiach will come and Hanukkah will celebrate with Moshiach together. Thank you for joining me and all of you have a happy Hanukkah.